how no contact affects your ex's brain. I've talked about this topic before, but I'm going to get into specifically the brain and how it actually responds when you're in no contact. After the breakup, an ex goes into relief. They're glad to get the breakup over with. And when someone begins begging, pleading, showing up, trying to get them back too early, then it delays them from going into relief and they get frustrated and they move further away and they start blocking you. They start getting angry. Things I've talked about in other videos. Remember that this didn't happen overnight. Most of the time, 90 plus percent of the time, your ex had been thinking about this for a while. They'd probably gone back and forth in their mind, but they had made a decision to break up with you. And so when they get that over with, because it's awkward, they don't want to see you hurt and they just want to get it over with. And then they feel better because they got that over with and they perceive their future being what they want. They're going to ride off into the sunset. Maybe that's alone. Maybe that's with someone else. Usually they already have plans for someone else. Not specifically necessarily, but they will want to be with someone. That's just how humans are. And so they're already thinking, I will find someone and it will be great. So they're in relief. They're glad they got the breakup over with. They're moving into their future. And so while they're in relief, you don't notice much. You're not going to hear from them. It's going to be quiet, especially if you're in no contact like you should be. Usually you don't hear from them in the relief stage. Now, some people move much faster through the stages, but in terms of how this impacts their brain, they're going to be getting a lot of dopamine. It's the feel good reward chemical. And they've done this difficult, awkward thing. They've broken up with you during the breakup. They were probably feeling a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress, but the dopamine relieves them of that and they usually feel better. Your involvement in the situation can prevent that from happening. If you're trying to talk to them, trying to argue with them about it, constantly calling them, checking on them, asking them if they felt any differently and you're putting pressure on them, then you keep them in that anxious mindset to where they are experiencing some stress hormones like cortisol. Just before the breakup, when they realize they're going to do this, they are flooded with anxiety hormones, such as cortisol, adrenaline, and other chemicals. If you keep bickering with them and not giving them the breakup, not leaving them alone, causing drama, then they stay in this high level of stress hormone production. But if you back off, you go into no contact, you disappear, then they go into relief and they get dopamine, which makes them feel a lot better. I'm going to talk more about hormonal changes when we get into stage three, but for now they're in relief. That's why you're not hearing from them and they think this is a good thing. You stay away and most of the time they will go into stage two, which is curiosity. They wonder why you haven't contacted them. Why the silence? Because they expected you to chase, especially when they decided they wanted to break up with you. A decision in their mind was made that you were less than them and that they should move on from you to something better. No matter how wonderful your ex is as a person, this is the general thought that they had. And it may not even be in words. It may just be a feeling. But when they decide to break up with someone, it is empowering simply because you feel above them and you are dismissing them. And so when something happens that calls that into question, it demands their attention. And that's why they're curious. What's going on? Could it be that you are more attractive than they thought you were? Could it be they made a mistake? Why aren't you chasing them? Because you should be. You should be, and they should be getting an ego stroke from all this. They want to feel like you still want them. So even if 
They tell you that they wish the best for you and they hope you can move on. They still want you to want them. Who doesn't? Who doesn't want another human being to want them, to desire them, to lust after them? They feel like the ultimate prize. And so because that is so detrimental to an ego, because that slaps confidence a bit, it lowers their attraction as far as how they view themselves, they are curious why you're doing this because it could mean that they are not as attractive as they thought. And now we get to the hormone changes. Stage three is concern. And this is when they have thought through this. You aren't reaching out. You aren't chasing. You aren't acting like you're interested. You're showing you're strong enough to stay away. This is all contrary to what they felt. They felt you couldn't stay away. They felt they were above you and they could move on without you. And it was going to be wonderful for them. And you were going to want them permanently. And they were basically going to feed off of that for the rest of their lives, feeling attractive that they dumped someone. That wasn't their motivation. They didn't dump you just so they could feel good. And if they did, they have psychological problems and you need to stay away from them. But most likely, if you are in no contact, they're going to be concerned because it could mean that they are not as attractive and not as above you as they thought. This is when they will start to produce certain hormones. Cortisol, which is a stress hormone. Adrenaline, which helps you fight the stress. And then they could produce one of two additional hormones based on whether they're male or female. Women in this situation will often produce more oxytocin. It's the bonding chemical. It's also produced when a mother nurses a baby. She produces oxytocin. It helps her feel the connection between she and her baby. She also produces it during lovemaking, hugging, kissing, making out, you know, with her boyfriend or husband. And that is when she produces oxytocin, but she also produces it under stress because by nature, she will want a partner to help her deal with the stress. That's just how reality is. And we all do that to some degree, but women tend to do it in much higher proportion. Men will produce more of something called vasopressin. And men do that when they're feeling stress and it is surrounded by a relationship. It's involving a relationship. And that's what can make men territorial, possessive. It's what makes them fight for someone they love. It's called vasopressin. And they will produce more of that. That's why men are more likely to take action, like do something that you need, try to help you out when they first start feeling some of this concern. Women, on the other hand, will do things that are more about connection oftentimes. That may be checking on you to see if you're all right, checking with some friends, or if they're shy, just worrying about you. But all of this actually, if you stay away, will add to the attraction towards you. Cortisol, for example can keep you up at night. It can cause you to be preoccupied with something, some topic, and can lead to adrenaline because you're feeling like you need to do something about it. And that's when usually oxytocin or vasopressin will be produced in higher amounts depending on if you're male or female. And all of this can lead to action, which is usually reaching out to you, and I'm gonna get to that in just a minute, but they go about it different ways based on the hormone production. And I'm gonna explain this more in just a minute. Before I get to the next stage, get some information on my emergency breakup kit. I've got a link to it in the description below. It's a powerful guide to help you get your ex back. And also, as of this video, I have a new support community, volunteers, caring people who've been through what you're going through or even going through it. And it's a place, it's a community where you can all support each other. And I'm gonna to link to that in the description below as well. The next stage is fear. 
afraid that they have made a mistake by breaking up with you, afraid that you are moving too fast, that you have already changed your mind and are already moving on, afraid that you're showing the strength to stay away from them that they didn't think that you had. And so all of a sudden, this has just become a lot more serious because in the other two stages, there was still that fundamental belief, almost like a gut instinct, that they could get you back whenever they wanted you. It's just something that the dumper's mind is almost blind to. It's as though they assume that since you are the one being dumped, since they are telling you no, and your answer is yes, you want the relationship, that it will always be that way, that that is a permanent dynamic between the two of you, as though you're a puzzle piece and the other person is a puzzle piece, and that's how you fit together. You want them and they don't want you anymore. That's how they view it. And it feels like it's permanent, that that's how it will always be. And so now you are demonstrating, you're showing that that's not the case, that you are strong enough to move on, that they could actually want to be back together with you and you could be the one to say no. And so this is where your ex is now the one with the love versus loss situation. You may have heard me talk about in other videos that when you're dumped, that you feel so much loss that a lot of times it's not even love that's fueling it. It's the sense of loss. And now your ex is in that situation. They are the one who feels the loss and they're going to be feeling love too. It's a powerful combination. And so it's during this stage for women, the oxytocin is what is making them want to reconnect with you. It's wanting to reestablish the connection and the relationship. Now, is it enough to drive them fully to get back together with you? That is yet to be seen, but it definitely is momentum. When you are staying away and oxytocin is produced after cortisol and adrenaline, that's when you're going to be more likely to hear from this person. If it's a man and it's the hormone vasopressin, then it's possible that he's doing favors. He's helping you move something. He's looking out for you. Or he could just be checking on you to see how you're doing. That's still action. And so it's difficult sometimes to be able to tell the difference because a lot of times trying to reestablish a connection takes action. And so some of the actions can be the same, but they're based on different hormones. And sometimes it can be very different to where you see action from one and simply this desire to reconnect and some sort of an effort at emotional reconnection. And so it can be pretty interesting because sometimes men and women do react somewhat differently, but oftentimes the same actions can be fueled by different hormones. So it can get interesting. But in this stage, there is fear. They are afraid that they have tossed aside something valuable because you are acting more valuable than they thought you were. And that's why it's so important to stay away. It feels like you should be doing something. It feels like you're missing an opportunity to show them, to show them incredible love, to do favors for them, to cry in front of them, to show them how much you hurt, which means you love them and that that could do something. We think through these things, but if you can be disciplined enough to just stay away, give them the breakup and act as if they don't exist, you can cause these responses. And I'm not saying that you're like the puppet master making them experience this, but you're giving them the consequences of what they want. It's not your fault. And so when some people say that it's an immature thing to do to somebody to give them the silent treatment, no contact is not the silent treatment. No contact is the equivalent to being fired from a job and not showing up the next day. Nobody says, well, I was fired, but I'm going to go into work tomorrow. It doesn't make any sense. If someone broke up with you, give them the breakup disappear. That's what they think that they want. And you have to let them experience that 
if there is going to be a chance that they can realize they don't like it. Now they go to the next stage, which is action. And it's where all this fear, all this stress has made them decide that they have to do something or else their nightmares are going to come true, which is that it turns out they were mistaken about how attractive you were and now they're going to lose you. So it changes everything and that you're more attractive than they thought and now they are the one thinking they could lose someone. So now they're at a similar place to where you were when maybe you felt like you wanted to beg, plead, do favors, show up. That's because you were experiencing stress hormones. You were experiencing cortisol, adrenaline, and either oxytocin or vasopressin. And you're actually experiencing a little bit of both. It's just males produce more vasopressin and women produce more oxytocin. But if you stay in no contact and you make yourself be quiet, you will actually produce less of the stress hormone as time goes on. Now, don't get me wrong. At the start of it, you're definitely going to feel it. But what happens is, is that it starts being produced in less quantity simply because you get stronger emotionally dealing with it. And so it does not produce the same panic within you. Even if you still feel bad about it and you're down about this, understandably, but it won't be as much. And that will actually help you day to day to feel better in time. So you will be at a different place than your ex. And that's a lot of times an advantage for you because you can stay calm. You can stay in the moment. And so when they reach out, especially if you're prepared, if you've been watching my videos, then you know that you don't just say, yes, I'm so glad to have you back. But instead you tell them I'm open, but I want to take it one day at a time. And they see reserve from you. And this further fuels those hormones, those stress hormones, and the desire to take action and to reconnect. When you shut off those hormones by telling them how excited you are that they're back, how badly you've missed them, you're basically changing the narrative to where they now don't think that you were actually strong enough to move on or that there was any danger of losing you. And those stress hormones go away too quickly. And so they don't earn it back. They don't have that sense of accomplishment that they had a situation that was bad and they were able to save the day. They were able to prevent calamity by getting you back. You see, if they feel like they got it back too quickly, then it feels like it wasn't very valuable because things that are valuable are usually not something that we can get in seconds or minutes. Usually it at least takes a few days or a few weeks, maybe even a few months to where a couple feels back to normal. And that's where it's so important. They need to feel like they're earning you back, that they still have some work to do. Now, progress is being made and they know that you do have interest, but they can sense that you're reserved and they know they're not back to where they were when the relationship was at its high point. In the end screen of this video is going to be a thumbnail to my video sub stages your ex goes through during no contact. And I'm going to dissect these even more and talk about some situations that your ex will find themselves in that you probably haven't heard about before. That video is called sub stages your ex goes through during no contact and it will be an end screen here. So just click on that end screen. This has been coach Lee and as always, thank you for watching.